we will understand your product really thoroughly, but what what is pretty critical and different about conversion copywriters is they, we, um, will interview your audience. So whether that's through sending out surveys or interviewing them directly, so five-ish interviews with people who have bought your product or and people, really importantly, people who didn't buy your product. So we understand why they're buying it, what attracts them to your product, what need your product is filling, um, and in the case of people who didn't buy, what objections stop them from buying. So we understand the psychology of your potential students and, and your current students and, and what has motivated them to see value in your product enough to buy it. and welcome to Smart Online Marketing, where I chat to switched on entrepreneurs and experts to chat about smart strategies to build your business in a profitable and sustainable way. My name is Katie Griffin and I am in the digital marketing game. I specialize in Google ads and I've worked one-on-one with clients such as Showpose, Homework Galore and Snuggle Honey Kids. And I also have my own course teaching small businesses how to grow profitably using Google ads. If we haven't met before, I'm a kombucha loving Real Housewives apologist alongside my love of all things pop culture. And yes, that does include the Kardashians. I'm a mum of two, a self-confessed hippie at heart with a love of all things business. Hello, welcome to this episode. This is my second last episode of Smart Online Marketing for the foreseeable future because I am nudging closer towards maternity leave and I'm super excited about that. But on today's podcast, I interviewed the amazing Asia Stewart, who is a launch copywriter. And I kind of pick her brain on all things copywriting and launch copywriting because I think that it's something that people aren't really across, what that means to be a launch copywriter or a conversion copywriter and how it's different from traditional content writing or copywriting. So we talk about that. This is a bit of a different episode because I'm talking to someone that specifically focuses on courses and course launches, which is something I'm super passionate about. And when you're when you have a course-based business, hiring a copywriter is a huge part of that and it and it requires a lot of trust. And I talk about that with Asia today, how to choose the right copywriter and when's the right time to outsource. So I think you're going to love this talk. Asia's super passionate about women's business and helping female founded businesses really thrive. Let's get stuck in. Hello, can you please tell people who you are and what you do? Hi, so my name is Asia, Asia Stewart, and I'm a conversion copywriter. I write for launches, so sales pages, emails, I love it. And I've had a couple, well, I've had definitely one other launch copywriter on the pod before, but for those that aren't sure what both those terms mean, so I think a conversion copywriter is something that probably a lot of people don't actually know what that means. Yeah. I think copywriting in general is something that confuses people, let alone adding in conversion element to that. So can you explain what a conversion copywriter is and why that, how that's different to, or why that's a different skill or a different, I guess, take on copywriting than just traditional copywriting? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll start with what copywriting is because I often at parties get, when when parties happened, I get <laughs> asked um, if I write law like legal stuff like yes yes Yes. I think that's a common I remember when I was um when I was my first job out of uni was at a school and my boss had told me that she was like I used to do copywriting and I was like 
I assumed that meant that she was like a dictator, as in like she would yeah. dictate <laughs> things. I mean, I've obviously come a long way since then. That was oh, eight years ago, nine years ago now. But yeah, what is a what is a copywriter? Start there. So a copywriter is um, we write words that uh, sell. Basically, is probably the easiest way of saying it. So um, any words on ads that you see, that's a copywriter any promotional emails. It's basically just sales words. words. And usually if you're in business, you're writing copy all the time. Like yeah. everything is copy, social media posts, your website, your yeah. Instagram bio, all that is copy. But I think mm-hmm. the difference between that and a copywriter is that someone that actually is trained and skilled in doing that and does that as a living rather than just, and does it probably in a more, well, hopefully in a more strategic way than someone that is just putting things on the page and mm-hmm. not exactly sure maybe the meaning behind how it all structures and fits together. Yeah. In fact, that's exactly how I kind of got started. I was writing copy for my own business without realizing what I was doing. Um, Several businesses actually. So I, yeah, eventually I'd also actually like to, to point out there's a difference between copywriting and content writing. So content writing is like writing blogs and articles and, and things like that, whereas copywriting is really things like your, bio, your Instagram bio, your social media posts, your emails, your website copy. Um, so, yeah, if you run a business and you're writing all of that, you are also a copywriter. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's definitely a skill and to actually get things selling there's like many many techniques and and ways formulas ways to actually tap into consumer psychology and press the right buttons and and say the right things to get people to actually buy your product so that's copywriting in a, in a nutshell basically um conversion copywriting is uh even more so sales focused so it's about to get it's about getting people to the point to buy. So we really focus on moving people to, we say, to get a yes. So we want them to say yes to whatever that is that you are trying to get them to do and take that action. So whether that's clicking on a through to a different page, we want to move people through to get to the point where they're like, I need to go to that next page to find out what you're going to say or like click through from an email onto a sales page everything is geared towards that action. So maybe, yeah, it's that click through, maybe it's actually buying the product. It's, it's very action focused. It's it's very exciting. (laughs) Yeah. And so does that mean that, like you said, you predominantly work on launch focused copy, which we'll talk about in a second, but Mm. does that mean that the, the jobs that you're usually working on aren't necessarily at that top of funnel level where it's getting people on, you know, it's, you're not necessarily writing things like social media posts, but you're actually involved in the the, the closer to the sale is the stuff that you're involved in. So maybe it's the sales page or the emails that go out just before a cart closes, for example. Is that sort of where your sweet spot is with writing copy? Yeah, yeah, yes. Although having said that, we would conversion copywriters probably take it from the lead generation stage. So um, your, your lead magnet onwards to the sale. So, yes, not so much social posts, although... Hang on, let me, before I like say anything really like <laughs> um, controversial. controversial or like not quite right, some some conversion copywriters will actually write the ad for yeah, So okay. they'll write social ads. So, and maybe some social posts specifically to get people to actually move 
to the get on the email list or to the sales page. So conversion copywriters will write that kind of copy, but they won't largely won't be writing your, you know, day-to-day social posts or your um, weekly newsletter email, for example. So yeah, we'll do the the ads and we'll do the social posts that get move people onto your list. Um, and then yeah, the emails through from cart open through to like cart close, your sales page, your webinar. Some people write webinar scripts. And then what else am I trying to say? Webinar set the webinar sequence, the show up sequence, just everything to involved in that launch. So it's like from from beginning to end of your launch and also an onboarding sequence after your people have like bought your product or your program and then we'll like onboard them after that as well. And I don't think people realize like I am, I've got a course-based business. So I understand the amount of copy that actually is involved in that. Whereas I think that people that don't have a course-based business or are thinking about launching a course don't actually realize how much copy is involved in Mm. the bringing together of all of that. So when you're taking on a project, it's not as easy as just, oh, here's the product I want to sell, go and write me a sales page for it. You really do need to get into the details and the nitty gritty of that um, offer. So can you talk to me a bit about the length of time you would work with someone if you would, if you were going to write the copy for a launch? Like, I mean, there's varying aspects of that, but what sort of is involved on your end before you actually start writing Mm. on the page? Yeah. So, uh, I have a process and, and most all conversion copywriters have a similar process of most of it is actually research-based. So we will understand your project. We'll get all your assets. If you've launched previously, we'll like have a look at that, have a look at your results, see where your message is hitting, see where it's uh, falling through a little bit and you're losing people in your funnel. Um, We will understand your product really thoroughly, but what, what is pretty critical and different about conversion copywriters is they we um, will interview your audience. So whether that's through sending out surveys or interviewing them directly. So five-ish interviews with people who have bought your product or and people, really importantly, people who didn't buy your product. So we understand why they're buying it, what attracts them to your product, what need your product is filling. Um, and in the case of people who didn't buy, what objections stop them from buying. So we understand the psychology of your potential students and and your current students and and what has motivated them to see value in your product enough to buy it. Um, And then we take all of that information and put it through a copywriter filter, (laughs) which isn't as easy as an Instagram filter, to be honest. Um, (laughs) But um, we, yeah, then apply copywriting techniques and um, what we call information architecture. So we plot out when your customers need to hear what they need to hear and we figure out what they need to hear by with all those interviews. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think that's something that p- people probably don't realise about um, working with a copywriter because it can, when you are initially launching a course, a copywriter can look like a really big investment at, mm. from a price point because there is, especially when you're working with someone that, is highly skilled, they charge what they're worth. And I know from when I first started launching a course, it wasn't something I necessarily could integrate into my expenses 
straight mm. up. Mm. But that's probably not a bad thing because then when you do come, when it comes time for you to utilize and start working with a really skilled conversion copywriter, you have a lot of data that they can use anyway. So it mm. it's probably makes their job easier. And for my own um, course launch process, I really didn't start using copywriter till probably about a year down the track. And I had um, done about six launches in that time. And so then when it came time for me to want to up-level things, the investment that you make in a copywriter pays itself back with just a couple of more enrollments. Mm. So they might increase the conversion rate on the sales page by X percent, but that that leads to another 10 enrollments or another 20 enrollments. Mm-hmm. And then it pays itself back tenfold when you actually have someone that's utilizing those skills that I don't necessarily have myself or don't mm-hmm. have the inclination to want to go and spend a day researching my own audience. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that a copywriter is using data, using, uh, it's not just throw something against a wall and hope that it sticks. It really yeah. is a very strategic um, process. And that was when I um when I started working with a copywriter, I use Anna Rogan um, mm. to do a lot of my stuff, and she spent the first day just combing through surveys and looking at feedback, and and before she even started writing anything, and it made yeah. it so much better. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely you definitely need to get in there and understand the the product and the buyer before. I mean, if you're going to write anything that's going to work, you need to understand what you're writing about really, really well. Um, and yes, conversion copywriters are uh, really well trained. But the thing that you mentioned that stuck out to me was that it is because it's like a sales focused profession and investment on your behalf that will come back to you because it's actually designed to get you more sales. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But having said that, a lot of conversion copywriters, myself included and launch copywriters offer um, a day rate. So they'll offer to buy your, you can buy their day and that's an easier entry point for a lot of people. And you can just get one asset so that's what out. I've done. I've just, yeah. I just, I like, I like that process of buying someone's day because I know, okay, I've got my launches in this time. I just want someone to refine this part of my, cause I actually really like writing copy for my launches. So mm. I like to, I just want to maybe outsource one aspect of it. Um, and usually for me, that's a sales page. Cause I just, I just yeah. like writing sales pages <laughs> um, and there's a specific art to it. So yeah. I'm like, get that off my plate. And yeah. Then I buy someone's day. I know it's going to be done on that day and I don't have to think about it again. It's kind of yeah. like off my plate. So I really like that model of buying someone's day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it suits rather than a longer project-based thing. Yeah. I just like yeah. the quick fix. Yeah. If you're doing definitely writing your own copy, just like that injection of just someone just doing yes. the hard bit that you hate. Yeah, perfect. I might get it away from me. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about... Well, first of all, how did you, you said you, um, you were initially noticed you were writing a lot of copy for your own business. So how did Mm. you then make copywriting your business? Uh, so I'm like, I figured out sometime in my 30, early thirties that I'm a chronic starter. I love (laughs) starting businesses. I find it so exciting. And, um, so what businesses did you have that you were starting? I've never actually had a job. That's the, (laughs) I've never had a job. I, um, 
what have I done? I've done a lot of stuff, but the main things I've done, I was, I was an, an acupuncturist for a long time. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So I, which was amazing. I specialized in fit women's health. Um, a stunning, heartbreaking and miraculous area, but it was uh, the day-to-day after a while that got me because I love starting stuff. So I was like, what can I do next? So, yeah. but building up that business was super exciting. And then when it was like running, I was like, okay, I'm a little... I'm a little bored. <laughs> so I You like the um, challenge, which is good for you in your current, I guess, I know, situation because then you continually get to do that to other people's totally businesses. I've landed in exactly the right spot. Yeah. So after that, I started, this is pretty funny actually, I started a chili sauce company um, <laughs> because doesn't everybody, frankly, um, and that was really fun as well, like getting the design and um, branding for that was so much fun. The copywriting for that was hilarious and and so much fun. And then, yeah, started getting into the day-to-day. We were doing, you know, it was manufacturing, so it's logistics, which was really dull. And then I was like, okay, this has started and I'm I'm quite bored. But I kept, like, running it and it was exciting to, like, build that and get that product out there and be in a deli or, a, you know, a butcher or something and see the source there and just be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I did that. Like so exciting. But then, um, but yeah, logistics is not my thing. So I, I sold it to the people that, to the distributor actually. And yeah, just realized that I love my favorite bit is starting and, and writing and like, yeah, building that brand personality and, um, and launching it. And then I found, you know, I started getting asked to write copy for people. So I was doing that. And then I found out about conversion copywriting. I was like, okay, that's where it's at. So I learned like totally upskilled in that. And then I found out about launch copywriting. I was like, ah, this is me. (laughs) I found it. So it's amazing. I get to like help people launch and start. And I love that exciting. Some people find it stressful and, um, a bit nerve-wracking but I just it's for me it's just like a roller coaster fun time <laughs> so how long have you been doing launch copywriting for now then so I started um sort of mid last year so mid 2020 or mm-hmm. like about this time last year and then I really niched that down I made the decision to like totally niche into it at the beginning of this year um because I was like okay this is this is, is what I love doing so yeah that's I guess a year really. I got so lucky. I got to write launch copy. The first launch copy I got to write was for my mentor, Joanna Weeb at Copy Hackers. And oh, I was wow. Just, yeah, terrifying. I was sitting at the, t- the desk just going like, you're okay. You can do this. That <laughs> you're, is- Joanna's amazing. Yeah. You can do it. Um, but it was, it was amazing. I feel so lucky. And so you've been doing, you've, sort of found your sweet spot in the last year or so. Mm. And back to what we were saying about the process of conversion copywriting and coming through the data and looking through and mm. interviewing um, both people that have bought and haven't bought to find out what mm. what was preventing them from purchasing. Mm. Can you talk to me a bit about your views on templates and people that are using templated I guess copy or and and it's you can I can see the appeal of templates because when you're when you're not necessarily a copywriter it can be Mm. really overwhelming with the amount of copy that you have to write and that can just be even on a daily basis just with social media and EDMs and stuff like that 
Mm. Can you, yeah, can you talk to me a bit about your thoughts on templates? Yeah, absolutely. So they've got their place, you know, for people who are writing their own copy, who haven't, you know, studied commercial copywriting, they are really useful, but they will only get you so far because, because it is a template. It's a really broad, general sort of look at uh, techniques to actually move your customer to a sale. And what you really miss out on with the template is that chance to build a really solid relationship with your audience. So when you understand, you've surveyed them you and talked to them and you understand where they're coming from, they're going to be, each audience is at a different stage of awareness. So in copywriting, we talk about five stages of awareness from completely unaware all the way through to like very aware of your product and with a high intention to buy your product. And there's all these, well, three other um, stages of awareness in between that. So you need to find out where your customer sits in that stage of awareness and then meet them there. And when you meet them there, you need to talk about what they're experiencing, how they're feeling. And then, and then I'm just trying to, not to get too technical, but, and then what you need to basically do is build trust by building empathy, seeing where they are, but then starting to not change their mind, but uh, reframe their perspective on things that they're having trouble with and how that they can fix that and how your product will do that for them. And through the page, it's really specific to each audience. So when you have a template, you are just whacking in what goes where and it's very general and you don't get the nuance and you don't get that copy where people read the page and they're like, holy moly, I have no idea how you are reading my mind. <laughs> I need to buy your product. You you can't get that from a template. Um, a template, you can't copy and paste human connection. Uh, it just doesn't work like that. So a copywriter's job is to really build those relationships for you. And sometimes it's over the course of an email. Sometimes it's sales page. And sometimes it's your complete launch copy right from the beginning of like getting them to show up to your webinar through your email sequence, through your sales page um, to the point that they buy. So in each part of that, that's that story and that journey, um, you need to start relationship building and you need to really understand the journey that your particular customer has to go through to get there. So that's why templates are great to get you started, but you really do want to move away from them reasonably fast when you can. And I see as someone that on the um, like course creator side of things, I see copy having a job of both equally meeting people where they're at and encouraging people to buy when it is the right fit for them, but also flagging when it isn't the right fit. So making sure that, because my one thing about um, writing copy is I don't want my course to sound like it's going to be the right thing for everyone to purchase because Mm -hmm. it won't be. Mm -hmm. So how do you also handle both attracting the right people, but I guess repelling the wrong people. Mm-hmm. So, well, you can say, you can tell them directly on the page. Um, the first place to start is by, at most places, we'll start at the very top of the page, we'll start by um, addressing their pains, problems, or desires. So, that is going to speak to a certain set of people to start with. Um, and then when you move through the page, it will when that when people read those desires and pains, they'll be like, that isn't me at all, and click away from the page, or they will be like, okay, you 
you're onto something here. I'm going to keep reading. But then the other thing that they can do when you get down further down to the page, you can actually say, this is perfect for people who are doing this, but it's probably not for you if you're at this stage or here or here or here. And it's really important to do that because if you get people who buy your course and they're not the right fit, you're going to get more refunds. You're going to get people who aren't happy with the course content. It's a lot more like uh, customer service and work on your end. Um, and yeah, refunds. No, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so yeah. you want to be really clear with that and you want to call it out super clearly. And a lot of people want to write copy that appeals to everyone and be everyone's friend, but you really need to just identify your ideal buyer because there will be on, on the internet, there's heaps. You don't need to worry about running out of people that you appeal to. You just need to really be very clear who that person is and they will find you. Yeah. And when you're writing launch copy or conversion copywriting or doing conversion copywriting, there's no, like what other, I, I think that what a lot of people try and do is have this really um, standard, try and be really hypey and excited and, mm. you know, friendly and whereas and then wonder why they're not getting maybe people to cross the line and make the sale. Talk to me a bit about why those elements aren't necessarily all you need to have in your copy to be able to get it to work. Yes, yeah. So there's a big, especially in the personal brand um, space, there's a big push to uh, have personality in your copy. And so a lot of people, that means, um, you know, they're trying to, it's very hard to get that across in words in an online space. You don't have any social cues at all. You're trying to get all of your you on there. And a lot of people will resort to like lots of um, hypey language, yet yeah, lots of exclamation marks. Some people do it with swearing, you know, like trying to be like edgy with swear words, which is fine. But what you really need to be doing is talking to the people that you need to talk to. So it should be reader centric. So it's, it's really more about the message that you're putting through because when you're talking to, to people's pains and problems and solving the problem they need solved really badly, what you're actually trying to do is build trust, which is like crucial. No amount of personality is actually going to get you past people not trusting you or not thinking that you can deliver on what you're promising to deliver. So personality is very important, but what you really, really need to do and what is number one, the number one job is to build trust with the audience. And that's through your messaging, what you're saying, when you're saying it and yeah, who you're saying it to. And what about you in terms of getting clients? You've mm. been relatively early in the process mm. of niching down you had were able to work with, for those that don't know, Joanna Weeb is like kind of the godmother of <laughs> copyright. The queen. The queen. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure that helped a lot with being able to then get clients from that mm. word of mouth referrals. But how do you choose who you want to work with and who what projects you want to sink your teeth into? Uh, I get, I'm again, I'm very excitable starter. So I get pretty excited about a lot of people's projects. Um, but basically it's someone who has a really, really good, um, product. My favorite areas, you know, I have a background in health and wellness, so I, I can, that's a very easy area for me to talk to. So if anyone's coming from there, um, that's, that's usually a, a bit of a yes. Um, but I love, and I love business. So I love business coaches, business products and things like that. So any kind of anything to do with that. And then the, my other big major like 
passion is um, just women, women, just women, feminism, (laughs) (laughs) women's rights, you know, like anything that's like getting money to women or helping women's health or, you know, just all the stuff that we're kind of, we get second best and second fiddle in greater society. I'm all about building that up in the background as much as I possibly can because I just have so many thoughts on that. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just need someone's page to put them on. Yeah, that's it. Please, please let me um, make a a woman in business, like help me, let me help her business explode. And if, you know, she's teaching women how to get more money in their hands, like let me do that, please. Um, Yeah, more time. Yes, women and more time. Yes, I'm all about it. So, <laughs> so yeah. you, it sounds like that's a really satisfying aspect for you is to work with people and help them. Like from when I'm when I'm going through a launch, the satisfaction for me is seeing students coming through the door and mm. and getting results. But how do you garner satisfaction from a product that isn't necessarily yours, but mm. that you're helping to get out into the world? Like, where does your main level of satisfaction come from? Is it the actual act of writing or is it the act of hearing from the client, hey, by the way, I got this, this is the increase in results I got or like mm. how do you, when it's not necessarily your product that you're working on, mm. but it sounds like it's something that you get a lot of satisfaction from, like where did, mm. what aspect of it does like brings you that? Well, a little bit of both actually. So I, I do love writing and I love the psych, like I love getting in the psychology of the, yeah, the words and where to put them. And, um, you know, if I do a really good seg between two sections, I'm like, Oh yeah, that feels good. (laughs) I'm such a talk, but, um, but my product is actually your results, which is weird, but Mm. awesome. So yeah, my product is your results. So if I see you getting good results, I am stoked because that's my product. I helped you do that. Like that's what the point of me is in your business. So while I get a kick from writing like amazing segs and like cool words that work really well. And I I know, I know I've like nailed the psychology, um, that gives me a thrill personally, but it's really the results that is like, that's the end product. And that's what I want to see working for you. And if that does work, then I'm like, yeah, this is good. This is a good day. <laughs> it's a good so day. So how do you get that feedback loop back? So what I do, when I do a full launch project, what I do is actually offer a debrief after the project. So we go through and have a look at the messaging. We see like what really hit well and we see if something was a bit wobbly or if, what we can do better in the next launch. So you, you actually get like the full launch copy and then you get strategy for the next launch as well when you buy like the full launch copy package with me. So that's one thing I offer, but even with the sales page, I'll like come back and check in. Um, it's actually really important for me to check in and find out how the copy went, because if I don't find that out, I don't know how my copy is performing and I can't actually improve my craft and get better results for people. So understanding the results I'm getting and why it helps me get better results further and further and further, you know, builds on itself. So yeah, I will do a check-in and yeah, with the proper launch, I do a big full debrief. I actually also offer like a debrief as a standalone package for people who have run courses and they are not getting the results they want. And maybe they want to keep writing their copy, but they don't understand what's hitting. So mm-hmm. um, in that case, I actually run like the debrief to get clear on the messaging and to help 
them understand like a clearer strategy, messaging strategy to go through into the next launch as well. So yeah, that's, that's my results based (laughs) stuff. Yeah. And before we wrap up, what is the way that, how do people know when, when's the right time to hire a copywriter or if there is a right time, but what, what sort of characteristics or stage you're looking at where you think, okay, that's a really good time. Is it, cause it must be, like I said before, it must be really hard if you, if someone comes to you wanting to write launch copy for them and they mm. haven't actually done a launch before. Mm-hmm. So have you got like, for people that maybe are course creators, is there a time that they should start thinking about hiring and outsourcing to a copywriter? Yeah, absolutely. If you have tested your product and you know that you have a market for it. So, um, you know, in the tech world, they call it product market fit. So you know that it that your product has people who will buy it and you've launched and you're getting like good results, you're getting good feedback from your course, um, but you need, you're ready to actually start scaling and up-leveling um, and you know your copy could be better. That's definitely when. So I would say like, I mean, I can help people through beta launches as well, but really like to really garner that full force of the conversion copywriter, you want to know that your product works and that you have a market for it, an audience for it. And then yeah, hire a copywriter and explode that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's kind of similar to when I, I don't typically take on clients that haven't, haven't run ads before mm. because, or they've got a, or it's a new, new concept, a new product, mm. because it is very hard to explain to someone that there's well not it's not hard to explain to someone but ads won't be able to solve all your problems if you Mm. haven't first worked on your CRO or Mm. that your product is actually something that someone wants to buy yeah and so spending the money on hiring me to be able to do something for you isn't the best use of your money right now yeah it's probably better working on your just getting things like a new business ads probably shouldn't be the first thing you're looking at anyway because you need to get your other things ducks in a row and yeah that I sort of said it's if you don't have some data behind you it can make things really difficult to be able to go and do a really good job with it or or it just makes the process longer and as long as the client's aware that you might not see return for x amount of months Mm. but this is all like a work in progress kind of thing for the long-term mm. gain but that can be hard to explain to a prospective client anyway yeah absolutely and then what about how can someone identify who's the right copywriter for them and what sort of fit should someone be looking for when they're at the stage where they're like, okay, I know I need a copywriter. I don't kind of know where to start. I mean, word of mouth is always a great referral, but yeah, um, like ask around, but what sort of, how can you, what's the best way to, to or choose who will be a good fit for, for your business? Well, um, often the best place is you know, having a look on their, their website, their social media, check out their results, their social proof. Um, so if they've got some, uh, you know, people that they've used and they've got some good results behind them that they can prove. Um, and then if you like their style is another really important thing. So if you like the personality that they're showing on the page, um, it's a good chance that you're going to like what they write for you as well. And then, further down the track like if you feel like you like the how a copywriter is coming across book in a discovery call with them yeah and have a chat and if it's someone that you feel like you can work with that you can trust then that's definitely the way to go so I mean with launch copywriting you actually have to divulge like a reasonable amount about yourself because often your own story is in 
in the launch copy. You have to tell that story. So you need to be comfortable talking to your copywriter about that, you know. And I think that's one of the things that was probably my hesitation of hiring someone initially. Well, even it, it is quite a personal thing when you're your own brand. So for me, I'm selling a product that has been developed by me. I'm the brand of it mm-hmm. and I'm the one that's the teacher and the facilitator and everything like that. So to put someone else's words on the sales page, I don't want it to not sound like me. Like I've yeah. got this real big thing about I don't, I want it to, I'm happy to say it was written by someone else, but I want it to look seamless and it has to integrate with my Mm. other copy that I write so it can be quite um a personal thing to hand off your baby to for someone else to sell for you so it actually really is important that you genuinely just like their style you connect with them when you have a chat with them in a discovery call Mm. because it is they're selling particularly if you're the face of that product or you're you're the face behind it you don't want it to sound really disjointed to the rest of you and you want it to be selling like what the outcome that they're going to get in the course, which if it sounds completely different to what, how you talk or how, yeah. what your, you know, your vibe, it's going to, it's going to be really disjointed between the, the the experience. So I would say, yeah, you need to have that, that connection with your copywriter to make it, to make it work. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so important with your messaging, which is like crucial in online business, because that's how you are connecting with people. It's so important to have that to be seamless and through how you talk and and how you do your day-to-day social posts. It needs to match. So yeah, definitely. That's a very good point. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been great to talk to you. And can you please tell people if they want to learn more about working with you or stalking you on social media when they can do that? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can find my website is asiastuart.com. So my name is spelled A-J-A. S-T-U-A-R-T.com. And then, yeah, I'm on Instagram is is my main port of call. So that's A-J-A.S-T-U-A-R-T. Um, so, yeah, that's my, my Instagram handle. And come and say hi. I'm actually really new on Instagram, so I need some friends. <laughs> come say hi. <laughs> that was like me last year when I first started my Instagram. I was like, please, anyone, just follow me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be nice. I'll take anyone. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, Katie. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Asia. If you do want to connect with her, make sure you follow her links. As she said, she's open for new follows on Instagram. So go chuck her a follow and let her know that you enjoyed hearing her on this episode. I am at Katie underscore on Instagram. I'm not as active on there at the moment because I am prepping for maternity leave and I just frankly haven't had the energy to post on social media for a while, but there you go. That's just my vibe. Um, Like I said, I will be resting the podcast for a little bit. I'm not sure how long exactly, but it will be back at some stage, but there's this episode and then there's one more to come after this. So make sure you do catch that one, subscribe, and then it'll come back in your feed whenever I feel like bringing the podcast back. If you have any topic suggestions you'd like me to cover when I do bring it back, slip into my DMs on Instagram and I'd love to hear from you. If you do want to join the waitlist for my Google Ads course, you can do that at katiegriffin.com forward slash course dash waitlist. I've also released a mini course. Sorry, it gives you a taste tester on the key foundational elements of running a profitable Google Ads account. And it's the mini version of my fully fledged profitable promotion 12-week Google Ads course. So you can find that 
the link in my bio on Instagram or it's at katiedickin.com forward slash course. And that is $30 and it's jam-packed with amazing lessons on everything from keyword research, optimization, and search and shopping campaigns. And then we have also released a self-study version of Profitable Promotion, given that usually I do live intakes every couple of months and I won't be doing an intake for roughly about a year. So I've released a self-study version that is designed for people that are self-starters. They know they need to use Google Ads, but they're not sure where to start and they're happy to just take the course content and run with it. It's super comprehensive. All the details are also on the um, link in the show notes, the self-study link in the show notes. And it is the exact same programs, lifetime access, all the course content updates that you get. But the only difference is that it doesn't include coaching calls and a Facebook group for support. So if you don't want to wait until next year to enroll in my 12-week Google Ads course, you can do that via the self-study link in the show notes. If you have any questions at all, do email the team at hello at katiegriffin.com. When I say team, there's one person on my team. <laughs> Sorry, I make it sound like a huge big team, but it won't be me replying because I will be trotting off on the channel really shortly. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode and thank you for listening to my long-winded outro. Bye.